This week's episode of Making Lemonade is brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. By yours truly, Jordan Morpeth. To get copies of our exclusive merch, to order your Star Wars Power Rangers or Pro Wrestling custom commissions drawn by yours truly, a family illustrated portrait, a hand-painted denim jacket as well, it's one of our services, and plenty of other Prince pins, stickers, and so much more cool stuff. Go to etsy.com forward slash au forward slash shop forward slash TLS by Jordan Morpeth. That's etsy.com forward slash au slash shop slash TLS by Jordan Morpeth today. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creators and as people make throughout our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while since I've been on the podcast. I apologize that I have not published anything as of late. It has been a very strange beginning to the year, a very difficult time for me and my family as it has been for many people out there. I have started a new day job um, and I've just been adjusting to that um, and my new life around that and my schedule around that and I finally got on to recording a couple of episodes. Um, I know it's now June and this week ladies and gentlemen we're going to be talking about how we as people, as creatives, um, can take uh, the next six months to refocus and sort of reboot ourselves a little bit and get ourselves moving in the direction we want. I'm sure a lot of you out there, just like myself, are looking back at your goals that you made at the start of the year, sort of going, hmm, hmm, I've not done as many things as I hoped I would have by now. (laughs) But in saying that, that's why I am here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to help you out. I'm here to help you focus. To all our new listeners, our old listeners, let's get into this week's episode. And let's talk about a mid-year reboot. Okay, so as many of you may know, I have ADHD. I have had ADHD since I was born. (laughs) I was diagnosed at 13, but I want to go a little bit further back and start with a story this week on the topic that we're talking about, focus, because focus has been a very, has played a large part a very detrimental, very uh, difficult part in my life. Um, The only other thing I think I may have fought harder against is insomnia. Um, 
and a lot of our listeners out there. I've been reading Facebook groups and all my comments on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And a lot of people are saying, you know, they have difficulty with focusing. Uh, They have difficulty staying creative because they struggle to stay focused. Okay, so I am here to help you out with that. I have some wonderful tips and one major key this week to help you focus. But first, the story. When I was a kid, to talk about focus, right? When I was a kid, I have this vivid memory of uh, being on the soccer field. My parents put me into organized sports uh, to sort of help me learn some teamwork and, you know, as, as all kids do and help me get some physical activity because I was a sort of imagination play kid. Um, and when I was a kid, I was playing soccer. I remember one night I was playing soccer. It was a cold winter. It was probably about this time of the year um, here in Australia. And what I distinctly remember is uh, being on the soccer field and we were doing a scrimmage sort of match and um, the ball was kicked my way. I believe I was the goalkeeper um, or I was the defender on the goal doesn't really matter because the ball was kicked my way and I wasn't paying attention to the uh, the game because I was reliving the episode of Power Rangers and I distinctly remember this Power Rangers Lost Galaxy that I had watched on television that afternoon I had a I had a new watch on my hand and you know one of those watches that kids have a plastic little watch and I was using it as my morpher in the middle of the soccer field and I distinctly remember the ball being kicked to me and I was, you know, go, go. It's, it's morphin' time, whatever I was saying. Um, and I was doing morphin' time at this goal and the, the ball was kicked my way. And I remember hearing my mother go, Jordan, get the ball, stop doing, what are you doing? And my, my mate, who's still a friend of mine to this day, ran past me, he's like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> he um, He's also, um, he was a great soccer player and he still plays soccer to this day. He still trains and coaches soccer to this day. And he, yeah, runs past. What are you doing? You're supposed to catch the ball. You're the goalie, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like eight years old. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't care. Anyway, fast forward to um, high school and I'm struggling to focus through high school. I'm really having a lot of difficulty getting through high school, um, organizing my classes, getting to the right books. Um, I'm very overwhelmed. I got very overwhelmed by you know personalities and, and teenagers. I now in hindsight realize teenagers scare the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as someone will bleed, quote unquote, my chemical romance. But, um, you know, I was having trouble focusing and and making friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, New school, new friends, new people. It was a whole thing. Then get to um, probably about four or five years ago, um, I start my art career and I start creating and I start to get focused on building a a brand and a a, a business and, and an art career. And I was focused on conventions. I was focused on working through conventions and and, um, getting into the comic book realm, unfortunately. I mean, that was something I had to go through. But I struggled to focus on which avenue I wanted to take. And at that time, um, 
I got, I started to really get that brain fog. Uh, the only other time I had experienced it was when I was sort of um, in, and, and a lot of this is sort of my experience for our ADHD listeners, but a lot of this focus stuff applies to everybody. Anyway, so I was getting all that brain fog and um, I was having a lot of difficulty getting through uh, the convention scene and, and, and again, navigating those relationships and focusing on what niche I wanted to be in. I just sort of made the stuff I wanted to make and hope that other people would buy it. And as we all know who those out there who run a business, we all know that that's not a great way to run a business, especially in the art realm. Um, so yeah, I really struggled to focus and I bounced around for years there really trying to find my niche. Fast forward to the end of last year. I'm really struggling to find work. I'm really struggling to uh, survive. Um, I was on uh, what we call here in Australia Centrelink payments, basically welfare payments. Uh, Well, really, it was uh, uh, COVID um, stimulus sort of stuff. Um, Trying to support a family. We've just moved into a new home. Uh, We're renting, got to pay rent, got to pay bills, got to pay groceries, blah, blah, blah. Um, I stumbled across a little bit of, bit of extra money which helps us out um, and then things just you know I'm sort of trying to focus and get figure out what it is I can do um, to get more money so I had a look at my business and I had a look at um, the sort of the, the services and products I sold and I um, heard Tim Ferriss say this idea of the 80-20 rule but he also had this great um, piece in his book Tools of Titans which said um Basically, that um, he looked at his business and he thought, what's the lowest end thing I can sell and what's the premium thing I can sell? And what will that do for my business? How, how effective will that be for my business? If there's nothing in between, if I don't, how much time will I get back? And if I focused on low end and high end stuff, that low end that can lead into the high end stuff, the premium sort of product, how can I do that? What will that look like? And so I looked at my business and I did the same. Um, and so as I was looking at the business, I realized that the, the 20% that helps me get 80% of results was commissions. So I focused on commissions. I stopped making prints like I was doing, um, art prints like I was doing at, um, at the, in the convention days, um, which is not to say I'm not doing conventions at all. I'm just sort of taking a break this year from conventions uh, just to get my focus back and get back on track. Um, and so I sort of stopped focusing on doing those pin-up uh, print sort of things and I, I found myself doing commissions. And what I also found was I was able to, um, once I got an idea of a sort of a niche of commissions, I would go into Etsy, I'd go into incognito mode and I would type in to Etsy, you know, Power Rangers custom commissions. And nothing came up. So I found a gap in the market and I decided to focus on that. And I decided to focus on smaller niches. Um, and that took away the brain fog. And then one day I'm sitting around. I got a bunch of things on my plate. I got new ideas. I got paintings. I got commissions to do. I've got podcasts to record. I've got t-shirt brands to reboot. And I'm, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. 
just feeling so freaking overwhelmed and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go on YouTube. And I go to go on YouTube to look up how to schedule or something like that. And I find this video by Mark Manson. Now, Mark Manson, no relation to Charles, is the writer extraordinaire of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and The World is Fucked. Both books that I've read extensively. Some of my favorite books, New York Times bestsellers, some of the best books on psychology and life itself and awareness. We're in sort of an awakening, sort of awareness movement right now and moment in history. And his books are leading the charge. And so I had just subscribed to his YouTube channel that he had only just created about three or four months ago. And there was a video on there that was entitled something to the effect of how Elon Musk does so many things at a time. And it was almost like the universe had sent this video to me. I had just started sort of scheduling and I learned some scheduling stuff. And I built, uh, sorry, I watched this video and I found that or found out how Elon Musk does all the shit that he does. And it was a simple thing that I already knew from reading Tim Ferriss, like the four-hour work week. And I already knew this was a thing. I just didn't think of it in this light and the way that Mark had spoken about it. And basically, and this is the key, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to be speaking about today. It's called batching. Have you ever heard of the term batching? It's like bulk buying. It's like bulk using your time. So where we sort of try to use our time here and there and there, and you know, I'm going to do a bit of this painting today, I'm going to write today, I'm going to do a podcast after that, and blah, 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 blah. What Elon Musk does, ladies and gentlemen, is he has days for things, literal days. And this is really this task in coming into having a new day job, I have found really helps because I have very few hours in the evening to do all these sorts of things uh, when my kids go to bed or when they're off at their grandparents. I, I have a day for things. Uh, each day has a task and a scheduled task. So the idea of batching is taking each day you have in your schedule or that small slot of time in your day and just doing one task. Just one. The most important ones as well, the ones that can move the needle forward. That's what batching is. And today, we're going to get deep and deeper into it. So stay tuned. We are going to talk about how you can get more focus, more productivity, and more things done, which is what productivity is, I understand that, by batching for the final six months of this year, in the second half of this year, and unlock your best creative self. Okay. 
I got about five or six little dot points here to talk to you about on focus. And this really isn't just for my ADHDers out there, but it's it's sort of it's sort of built for you guys. Uh, but anybody can use these as well. So please don't feel left out <laughs> if um if you're if you don't have ADHD because the people I've been speaking to online and the people I've been listening to um, sort of bring these problems up have been people with ADHD who are trying to have a more creative life. But this is for everybody. This works for anyone who struggles with focus. This is not, this is no click. There's no, there's no specifics to this. So let's get into it. Point number one, more focus comes from making time and actively using your time to take for each individual thing you need to do. So if you do a time audit, I think we've done on my website, I'm going to link it in the, in the bio. On my website, there is an, ep- there is a, uh, um, I can't remember if it was an episode of this podcast or if it was a blog. I'll find it. Regardless, I'll, I'll link it in the, in the, uh, in the description. Um, but I often talk about time audits and having a look at our time, but we need to learn to schedule our time in blocks. The same way that we budget our money, we need to learn to budget our time. So if you only have a certain amount of money and you need to pay your rent, you need to pay your your grocery bills and blah, 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 blah. It's the same sort of thing. Consider your time as budgeting, as a budget. Sorry, do a time budget. And one of the best ways to do this is to start with a time audit. So I spend about two weeks, maybe a week or two. Two will give you more data. If you want, if you feel ballsy, do a month and just write down what you do with your time every single day. You can also use um, one thing that really helped me was looking at the uh, uh, screen time on my on my phone, on my iPhone. And that showed me how much time I was using on each app. And so um, I actively tried to use them less <laughs> So I was using about four and a half hours a day. And I was like, where? I mean, I can take that four and a half hours back. And I knew a lot of it wasn't. I was claiming that it was for business, for my, you know, social media and stuff, but it really wasn't. I was just going into scroll holes and reading articles that I didn't need to read and so on. So more focus comes from making time and actively using your time for each individual thing you need to do. So if you make time to build a schedule and in that time you build so you need the first thing you need to do is make it a must to build a schedule every single week. If you want to stay focused and you want to be productive, you need to build a schedule. And that's what we're going to talk about next. To schedule and make time weekly, monthly, daily um, will help you with focus. So every single Sunday, and I'm going to link this in my thing. I'm going to give this away. I've got a PDF which I run through. It's called my week in review. So every single Sunday, I review my week. And I have, um, I did get this from, uh, it's, a, it's a rough sort of template that I got from, um, I think it's uh, How to Man. Is it How to Man? Um, anyway, it was a YouTube video I saw um, from how to, how to Man or The Modern Man or something like that. Um, one of those big websites. Um, and it's a, it, we do, you do a, a weekly review and there's sharpening tools. So there's like, um, what do I want to do that's physical, emotional, mental? Um, these are all goals for the week. Uh, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Um, 
and uh, there's one more thing. I don't have it up right now. Um, however, uh, those sharpening tools are, and then you write three or four main goals for the week. Just just a few, not to, so as not to overwhelm yourself. Um, you write your to do list, and the most important thing is the things that you repetitively do every single week, and then. You build those into your schedule. And then the following week, you have a look at the goals from the week before. And we have a section in our PDF on our This Week in Review book. Um, And what you can do within this booklet, within this PDF, is you can review the previous week. How many of those goals did you get right? And as you go on each week, and then you do your new week's goals. You've got a main goal as well at the bottom. I forgot to mention that. What you do with those goals at the end of the week is you review and you go, okay, and what this, what this does is it accumulatively tells you, um, you know, where you're not doing well, the things that you're forgetting to do, the things that you're not putting in place, the things that you're not prioritizing, or the things that you thought were priorities but actually aren't because you're not doing them. So that's what the uh, week in review is for and then we build our schedule. And we take those blocks we've got and we make days for them. Like my whole week, basically, let me get my schedule up here so I can give you an accurate look at my schedule or rather an accurate um, oral look. (laughs) Um, So every single morning before I go to work, I get to, I've got to be at work by 6.45. I get up at 5.30 and I write my morning pages. I get changed. Um, Sorry, I get changed, I make my coffee, I get everything in the car, I meditate for 10 minutes and then I write my morning pages every single morning from 5.30 onwards. Um, Then in the evenings, uh, you know, I work until whatever time I need to work till, I come home, I have dinner, look after the kids, blah, blah, blah. The kids go down by about 7 o'clock, 7.30 most nights. And on my Mondays, Mondays is social days. So I do my social media posts. I schedule my social media posts. I go through and I figure out what content's going on my Instagram and Facebook and I put it all on there so that I've got one post a day at least. And that takes me about two hours and then I've got time allotted at nine o'clock before I go to bed at about 10 for writing. I write, um, I'm working on a couple of projects now and I write every single night for 20 minutes, half an hour. Then I do my journal then I read, then I go to bed by about 10 o'clock. Most nights, that's a good night. That's, you know, I don't get that perfect every single time, but that's what it looks like. Then Tuesdays is commission day. I sit down and I do my commissions. I run through, um, I run through all the commissions I have to do and I start on them. I do two hours of the commission because that's the only amount of time I have at nights right now, in the evening right now. And then I have writing time again, reading time, blah, 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 bed. Because I find that if I'm working on things, my adrenaline's running and my brain's running too fast and I need to stop it by nine o'clock and start to wind down. I need to get away from the TV by nine o'clock. Like that's my whole thing. Then on Wednesdays, which is the day of recording right now, is my podcast day. So from 7 p.m., I uh, sit down and I record my podcast. And then I edit podcasts and I get them ready. I get them uploaded, ready to go. And the hope is that, again, accumulatively, um, 
that time for podcast day will become less and less because I will record one every single week and the following week's one that comes out is the one I recorded the week before, if that makes sense. So I'm sort of a fortnight ahead. And then Thursdays is my self-care day. So from 7 o'clock, I can do whatever I want. That's a day off, basically. Um, I have a bath. I'll go to the sauna. I'll go maybe to the movies or something like that. Try and schedule time with mates. That's my self-care day. Um, from 7 o'clock on Thursdays. And then on Fridays is my workshop day. So whenever I'm working on um, workshops or whatever. And then if I ever want to do painting or something, I do that on the weekend. Um, and again, both those nights, writing, reading, blah, blah, blah. Now, your schedule doesn't have to look like this. This is just my schedule. This is what my schedule looks like purely based upon my work hours because um, I am working a full-time job right now, but I insist, I insist on getting things done. I'm not letting full-time work get in the way or being a parent get in the way of where I want to be and the business I'm building and, and the brand I'm building. Absolutely. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who they work a full-time job, come home, they watch TV all night, they go to bed, they work a full-time job again. And they're stuck like that, but they have so many aspirations. Anyway, that's a tangent. If you want more focus, you need to learn to take the time to create time for the things that you need and want to do. The one comment I always get is, I don't have enough time. In the nicest possible way, ladies and gentlemen. That is bullshit. Because I just proved then by showing you my schedule on a full-time working schedule where I work from 6.45 till 3 o'clock most days. I am still able to get things done. I am still able to run a commission business. I'm still able to record and create podcasts. I just don't indulge in self-indulgence. I know that can sound... Some people are going to think I sound self-righteous and... and that's fine. But that's absolutely how I have been able to get through and get things done. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to sit and write all day every day and finish a book project and finish, um, you know, do commissions all day every day. But it's just not viable right now. If you're floating around like a leaf in the wind, there's just, you've got no direction. I'm driven by a vision of the future and where I want to be. And I know that if I chip away at it every single day, just like with money, if you budget and you save and you save and you save and you save, eventually you're going to have enough money to buy a house, a sea-do, a laptop, whatever it is you want. Simply by chipping away. So budget your time and use that time to create exponential wealth and success and finish your creative projects. You don't have to sit down. Now, I know a lot of us have ADHD. What the great thing about this is, just like me, is that I now know in those time periods that I have a scheduled time where I can hyper-focus. I've discussed with my partner, once the kids go to bed, I need those two hours every single night. And I will nut out whatever it is I need to nut out. I have that time to hyper-focus. 
if you allow yourself time to hyperfocus and you do have ADHD, your brain will be like, woohoo. And you know, when you get that brain fog, a lot of that brain fog is like, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to do that. It's overwhelmed. It's like, I, I need to have a bath. I need to have a shower. I need to do that painting. I need to finish that painting. Oh, that's a great idea. I should do that today. Blah, 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 blah. If you allow yourself that time, you schedule yourself that time, what's going to happen is your brain's going to go, huh, I feel like I can focus on work right now. I can focus on my kids right now. I can focus on blah, 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 because I'm not worried about, oh my God, I need to get that thing done. No, I know I can get that thing done there at that time. So this is not the time to do it right now. This for me, for instance, this is the time for me to be with my kids, with my family, with my wife, with my, sorry, fiance, with my husband, whoever it is. This is the time for me to watch a movie. This is whatever. Schedule, literally schedule time into your day to into your day to watch movies. I schedule time in my day to read. And you know, some like last yesterday was commission day for me as of recording. And I watched a movie while I was doing my commissions. So I slotted things in. Not every, that doesn't work for everyone, but that works for me. Find your way, but schedule that time. You're gonna be. It's it's gonna help you with the focus, guys. I promise you. You just need to take action on it and you need to be protective of that time that you take to schedule. Eventually, like at this point now, it takes me maybe 20 minutes, half an hour to do my schedule every Sunday afternoon because a lot of it's just repetitive stuff because I just sit down, I do that this week in review stuff, I do my new goals, um, I do a to-do list and then I schedule in the time and then I just, you know, the time is already there, the days are already there, the batch days are already there. The first couple of times you do it, it might take maybe 45 minutes to an hour, but eventually you'll get the groove of it. Just keep turning up, keep doing it, to keep turning up. That's the trick. Just like with socials, just like with getting the work done, just keep turning up to the schedule and you'll get it done. Don't be a leaf floating in the wind. A leaf has no control over where it wants to be. You do. You can have the control over that, ladies and gentlemen. You must have direction and an understanding of what you want to do so that you can create your schedule around the things you need to do. So I don't know if you guys have heard, we could do a whole episode on this, but I don't know if you guys have heard of the 80-20 rule. Basically the 80-20 rule, and I wish I could tell you who it was right now. I just can't remember who created this, but there is... All of the most successful people use this rule. The 80-20 rule is the idea that what are, the, of looking at your schedule and looking at your to-do list and thinking of what are the most, what are the things on my to-do list that I do every single week that take up 80% of my time and only get 20% of my results? <coughs> Emails. <laughs> I mean, reading newsletters, absolutely. Social media, blah, 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 blah. What is it? Removing those things that take up 80% of your time and give you 20% of the results and then having a look back at that schedule and saying, what are the things that take 20% of my time and give me 80% of my results? That's what I did with my commission business. I went, okay, these prints take me 80% of my time and I only get maybe if I'm lucky 20 to 30% of the results, right? 
But when I sell commissions in a specific niche, it takes 20% of my time and I get 80% of the results. That was also about valuing myself and everything. But that is a perfect example of that. And I did the same with my schedule. How do I need to sit and read all my newsletters? Or do I need to... Have I got something right now that people are signing up for that I need to send them invoices for? No. So I have a look at my emails while I'm sort of sitting in front of the TV or something. The cool thing is I use Spark and Spark... Um, is an app on, on I think, just Apple, which puts in all your... Uh, we could do a whole episode on this stuff as well, but puts in... Put your emails into like categories like newsletters. Um, uh, you might be interested, you know, invoices, all that sort of stuff. So you can actually go through and go... Oh, you don't have to look at the newsletters. You can look at, you know, bills or something like that. But again, you know, tax time's coming up. This is the perfect stuff. I'm going to make a day where I spend two hours and I hyper-focus and I smash down and get all my tax shit ready to go to send to my accountant and I'm done. But you don't have to finish things all at once as well, ladies and gentlemen. That's the other thing. A whole other episode on that we could do. I have a schedule that has days dedicated to everything I need to do And it helps me to create and be more productive. That's how I have a creative life. That is how you unlock a creative life when you feel like you're overwhelmed and you don't have time and you can't get things done. I've heard all these stories of people online who are like, you know, um, I I don't sleep because I hyper-focus on this and I hyper-focus on that. And then I say, do you have a schedule? And they say, no, I don't. And I'm like, well, you're a leaf in the wind. You're a leaf in the wind. You're the child on the soccer field. <laughs> That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. We need schedules, ladies and gentlemen. And that is what's going to help you be more focused and be more productive in the next six months because you will move towards your goals and you'll chip away at them like a budget. Look at the look at your to-do list and figure out what are those things that push the needle forward. And one of those things that get in the way. Get rid of all the crap. Get rid of the weeds. Remove the weeds so that the beautiful plants and seeds underneath there can grow into a beautiful garden. <laughs> to use a very, very, very overused <laughs> metaphor. But hopefully you understand what I mean by that. Get your schedule together. Schedule time to schedule. Batch your days. Batch your work. Give yourself time to hyper-focus on things. Choose those things that take you 20% of the time. Choose that 20% of things that take you 20% of the time and give you 80% of the results. Stop worrying about all the other stuff. Stop worrying about the busy work. Get shit done and unlock your most creative self this next six months. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate your time. 
every single week. You know that. And I hope that this episode will help you get more focused this week. Now, remember, never forget, ladies and gentlemen, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One thing at a time. Chip away at that schedule. Chip away at things like just chip, chip, chip away. Just consider your life like marble. It takes time to create marble into a beautiful statue of a god or a goddess. I'm not sure what the non-binary term of a god of a non-binary god is, but I know there's a non-binary god in um, Sandman. Anyway, <laughs> I'll figure out what that is and I'll start using that as a term. Ladies and gentlemen, that marble that you are, that statue, that beautiful statue underneath there, you need to start somewhere. Start with this schedule, chip away at things, get more productive, prioritize things, choose one project at a time and chip, chip, chip away at it, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to find me on online. I'm Jordan Morpethard on Instagram. I'm the Art of Jordan Morpeth on Facebook. I swear I'm trying to culminate together all these names and find a good name. Thinking Jordan Lemonade. I might do a uh, have a quick look through like name check and stuff. Find a cool new name and then do like a poll on Instagram and all my socials and stuff. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Making Lemonade. Thank you to everyone who's new, who's old, who's young and who's bold. <laughs> I really do appreciate all of you guys. I love you so much and I just want to help you all. Take some action, guys. Take what you took here today, what you heard here today and go and use it. Don't listen to another podcast until you've done something. Use that use that review I put in the in the description. Use that PDF I put in the description. It's ready for you. Copy, print it out. I'm going to go right now and go and put 50, 100 pages in there for you so you can use it every single week. You have no excuse to not use it. Use your calendar on your computer or on your phone. I've got it all connected. I do it on my computer and it goes straight to my phone through iCloud. It's there. It's ready to go. I've connected it with my partner. I know what she's doing. We are so organized, bro. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, I really do love you. I appreciate all of you that listen every single week. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I've been your host, Jordan. This has been Making Lemonade. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay weird.
message get to you. 